Hello, fellow Rebel Capitalists. Hope you're well. I'm here with my good buddy, research assistant. Well, less good-looking research assistant, Josh, and our good buddy, Jeff Snyder. <laughs> uh, via green screen, we're going to talk about the Chinese real estate market crashing Evergrande. The stock down 87% today. So the question becomes, could this trigger another GFC? Call it GFC 2.0. Let's go right over to CNBC and check this out. Like we said, Evergrande shares plunge as much as 87% today as trading resumes after 17 months. Key talking points. China Evergrande Group last traded on Hong Kong Exchange on March 18th. I guess they had halted trading uh, so they could figure out their balance sheet, their dollar-denominated debt. More on that in just a moment. Uh, and they said, okay, fine, I guess we've got things figured out. We went ahead and filed Chapter, I think, 15 bankruptcy here in the United States. So uh, no problem. Smooth sailing ahead. <laughs> and then they open up trading and it's wah, 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 down 87%. The company also posted a loss of, oh, just a mere $5.38 billion for the year. No, no, no. You would be wrong. For the last six months, ending in June. <laughs> and their liabilities are only $2.39 trillion yuan. So they kind of reiterate what we just said right there. And then they show this chart, which is <laughs> one of the craziest charts I've ever seen. It's just straight. Nothing's happening. And then boo, it's like Wiley e. Coyote right off the cliff when he kind of looks down and notices there's nothing between him and the ground other than about a thousand feet of air. <laughs> and that's uh, the actual, well, not this chart, but a different chart, the one I use in the thumbnail. That was Evergrande. That's uh, we didn't make that chart up. So now let's go over to Bloomberg because here's where it gets interesting. So we have to ask ourselves if we're trying to figure out the probabilities of this, this ongoing collapse of the Chinese real estate market actually triggering a GFC tomorrow. We, we got to figure kind of the backstory here. So let's start by addressing why China's developers have so much dollar denominated debt. This is an article from 2021 when the problems from uh, with Evergrande first started to surface. And yes, I did find a highlighter tool. So we're getting super fancy here on the Rebel Capitalist channel. <laughs> I know you're excited about that, Josh. I'll share with you the extension that I found in just a moment. But first, uh, it points out that developers, and this was back in 2021, uh, so I'm assuming it's probably even higher now, Developers had $207 billion in not just debt, but dollar-denominated debt. So why is that a problem? Because their cash flow is denominated in yuan, not dollars. So the only way that they come up with those dollars is by refinancing their debt. See, So they'd have to say, well, well first of all, the Chinese yuan, that's never going to go down against the dollar. Wrong. What's been happening the last call it, few months? Now that the Chinese economy gets worse and worse and worse, the yuan is getting less valuable against the dollar. And oh, by the way, what has Jerome Powell been doing last year? If my memory serves me well, he has been, Josh, help me out with this one. What what has Jerome Powell been doing the last year? Raising rates. Ah, that's right. Raising interest rate. Was that you or Jeff talking? That was my inner Jeff talking. <laughs> okay. So they have been raising interest rates. So what does that do if you're Evergrande? Or what does that do if your country 
garden where you've got $207 billion worth of dollar-denominated debt. You've got to roll that over because you don't have the dollar cash flow coming in. So then you go out to the market and say, hey, can you give me a loan? And they say, sure. But your current loan is at 6 or 7%. So now that Jerome Powell has increased interest rates from 0 to 5, uh, we'll go ahead and give you that loan, but it's going to be at 11%, at 12% as an example. And oh, by the way, all of that Chinese yuan cash flow that you have has now devalued relative to the dollar. So even if you want to sell some yuan on your balance sheet, you got to sell more of it to get the dollars you need to pay off the debt or even to make these higher loan payments, assuming you're able to roll it over. See how this works? It's all interconnected. So you can't just sit back and say, oh, Chinese real estate, big deal. George, you're just fear-mongering. That's not going to come to the United States. Why should I be worried about that? See, what you have to understand is when you go back and look at GFC1, it really wasn't an issue of subprime. That, that's not, you're missing the whole point if you think it was just a subprime issue. What happened is the subprime filtered in to the mortgage-backed securities. And you say, yeah, George, I know that. But what you might not know is the mortgage-backed securities were used as what? Josh or Jeff, can you help me out with this one? Uh, repo collateral. There you go. Collateral. So if it was used as collateral to do what? To borrow dollars. Okay. So if overnight the collateral blows up, now all of a sudden you've got a system that had this much collateral. Now it's got this much collateral, but it still needs the same dollar liquidity. So liquidity dries up, banks go bust, and then all of the businesses that depended on those, uh, that were dependent upon those banks, they go bust. They got to fire the employees, aggregate demand crashes, and then the banks get even tighter with their credit, and it just creates this feedback loop or a doom loop, if you will. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Ceresna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. So the real issue with the GFC and why it wasn't just a, a, a housing market crash, why it turned into a global financial crisis is because something happened that triggered the banks to tighten up to a point where they would not provide dollar liquidity. And even if the Fed came in and, and I hate to use the word printed money because that's let, let's just assume that the government or whatever came in and created more currency units, more M2. Well, that might not paper over the problem. Why? Because it's not really the amount of dollars. See, when we talk about a dollar shortage or when Snyder talks about that, he isn't necessarily talking about the fact that there's too few dollars. It's that there's that there's dollars that exist. They're not circulating. 
So if you had an extra, if we had an extra $10 trillion in the global economy, but it was stuffed under your mattress, that's not going to do Evergrande any good. You see how this works? So even if the, the banks, and I don't even think they would need that $10 trillion, they could provide that $10 trillion in liquidity. If they're looking at Evergrande and they're saying, I'm not going to get paid back, no chance, then Evergrande isn't going to get the dollars they need. They collapse, and then you go through this whole, uh, this, this whole feedback loop, this whole doom loop. So now let's keep going. And this article really kind of articulates or summarizes what happened. And, and bottom line here is you had all these banks that needed this funding and tight in China restricted the lending for these property developers. So they started to access what? The Euro dollar market outside of China. And they said, hey, we need dollars. I said, okay, well, we'll give you cheaper dollars than you can borrow you on. So I said, hey, that's a good deal. And then you had all of these uh, investors, because interest rates were so low, that were starved for yield. They're going far further and further out the risk curve. So you could lend to, let's say, uh, you know, you could get a, a 10-year treasury and get paid 1%, or you could lend to Evergrande and get paid 8%. Well, great, let's lend to Evergrande. We don't have to worry about them going bust. Wink, wink. I'm talking about in like 2019. You see? So this is how th- this this powder keg was actually created, the Chinese real estate market powder keg. And I'd like to also remind you that when the U.S. housing market blew up in from 06 to 2012, it was about $25 trillion asset class. The Chinese property market, $62 trillion asset class. So my point here is if the United States the subprime crisis there can result in dollars not circulating, therefore creating a global financial crisis. It's easy to see how the property market imploding in China could also create the exact same thing where dollars aren't circulating globally and therefore you have a GFC type of situation. I think you'll find it fascinating. Let's skip over to this article where I've been able to leverage my neat and handy new highlighter tool <laughs> and let's this is from va voa news i'm not sure what that is dot com but that's where you find this article so they're talking about now this is an article just from this past week where they're talking about country garden and evergrand and they say financial markets were rattled when country garden holding missed two payments totaling 22 million dollars uh, 22 million due to buyers of what dollar denominated bonds on August 6 it had a 30 day grace period before it uh before it would be declared in default okay so now let's go down here and where they're talking about the the loss that the companies have taken i mean evergrande as an example has lost 81 billion dollars And that was just between 2021 and 2022. But let's read this next sentence. This is crucial. But both ran into the same problem. They have more assets than debt, but can't turn slow selling real estate into cash fast enough to repay lenders. Okay, but think about that. They could probably sell that at a much, much lower price. But if they sold those assets at a fire sell price, now all of a sudden they do not have the assets to cover their debt, and they're basically insolvent. Okay, so now they can't pay back all those banks that lent them the $207 billion. So what does that do to the banking system? They 
the credit tightens because the counterparty risk explodes higher. And therefore that, and this is in the Euro dollar market, and that impacts the dollar liquidity throughout the entire globe, not just in China, even in the United States. You see how this works? But I hope you caught this last sentence here. Let me read it one more time. They have more assets than debt, but can't turn slow selling real estate into cash fast enough to repay lenders. That sound familiar? Hmm. Let's see. Something happened in March of 2023. Uh, Oh yeah, that's right. We had a bunch of banks go bust here. Why? Because they had plenty of assets based on their li- uh, relative to their liabilities, just like Evergrande and, and Country Garden. But what happened is they were forced to sell those assets at a massive haircut, so much of a haircut that they were insolvent because by having to fire sell those assets instead of hold them to maturity, the treasury is what I'm talking about. All of a sudden, if they have to sell them at 50 cents on the dollar, well, now that their equity vanishes and they're insolvent. The exact same thing that's happening to these big real estate developers in China, where they might have to fire sell these assets because they just can't afford to pay that dollar-denominated debt anymore. And therefore, you, you know, your assets are here, your liabilities are there, but if you got to fire sell those assets, the price of them goes down there, boom, you're bust, you're out of business. And that could ripple through the entire Euro-dollar system because they owe... billion, and that's just on balance sheet. Who knows what they owe off balance sheet to all these Euro-dollar market lenders. If if that blows a hole in their balance sheet, well, then they're going to do the exact same thing that the regional banks have done here in the United States. That's tighten up. That means credit gets tight. That means all those businesses around the globe that depend on that dollar liquidity are high and dry. All right, Jeff, Josh, you guys have anything to add? (laughs) Oh, well, oh, oh, okay. There he is. There he is. I, I, was right. hoping, I was hoping Jeff was going to speak for me and say something super intelligent, but he failed me. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll have to, we'll have to pull him out tomorrow and see if he's uh, a little bit more in the mood to talk. <laughs> All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your evening. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market, capitalism. We'll see you in the next video.